0: Welcome back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. My name is Eric. And in this episode, we're going to cover the six keys to a great trading system from one of my favorite books called Trade Your Way to Financial Freedom by Van Tharp. The reason I still love this book is because it really speaks to trading as opposed to investing, like a lot of the old books you come across really are more for investors, And it's a really good guide when you are developing your own trading system, or maybe you're evaluating another system that someone has uh, put forth. It's a really good guide to help you determine if you have a great trading system. Now, there are two editions of this book. I think the first one came out in 98. I'm pulling from the second edition that was published in 2006. And you may be wondering, well, why are we taking lessons from a 15-year-old trading book? The markets are different. There's different platforms, commissions are different. There's all, you know, so many changes over the last 15, 20 years. But here's why when it comes to developing a great trading system, there are some key variables that do not change over time. And to this day, I still get questions from new traders mostly. And they really just focused on one of the variables of a successful trading system. And they don't really see the the big picture. So I thought it would be a good topic to cover to really get you thinking about whatever strategy you are currently trading or maybe you're evaluating or backtesting or something. I really think that these six keys are going to help you develop that system for yourself. So in this episode, we're going to go over the six keys to a great trading system, and in the next episode, we're going to cover the snow fight metaphor, which is also from the book, and it helps put all of these variables that we're going to talk about today into context, and I think it's really going to hit home. So be sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss the episode when it comes out in a few days. Now let's get into the six keys to a great trading system from the Trade Your Way to Financial Freedom book by Van Tharp. So the first key to a great trading system is gonna be the reliability of the system, which is what percentage of the time do you make money? For example, do you make money on 60% of the trades and lose on 40%? Do you have a 70% win rate and you lose on 30%? That's really gonna be the first key to the system. Now, there tends to be a hyper-focus on this first key of reliability, and it reminds me of a study I put out uh, over on the website. It's actually part of my SPX income masterclass. There's a strategy that I trade myself now uh, that has about a 62% win rate. And it's made money every year. The last several years, I've only been training it for, let's say six months or so. When I shared the strategy for the first time, I didn't share the strategy itself. I just shared the back test results. Which showed very promising um, expectancy, and that's something we'll get into here in a minute. And I asked the question of, you know, could you trade this strategy? And even though they saw the results and how much money it made, and, and the percent return on the account, and all that stuff, they actually still had such a problem with the rent, the win rate, the sixty-two percent win rate, that some said that it was uh, untradeable. And I thought that was interesting that there was such a focus on the win rate. If you if you have a a trading model, I'll call it a model that shows you can, you know, that makes money consistently over time, there was still a problem with the win rate. And that's something that each person has to deal with. And that's why you know someone could be a really good trader and make a lot of money, but that doesn't mean you can trade it. You have to be comfortable with that win rate as well, like how many times you're going to be right. And that tends to be an ego confidence thing. And, um, but again, that's one of the keys to a system is actually the reliability. So before you start trading a system, you should have some idea either through some, so somebody else's results of something or a back test um, that that system is going to have some reliability in the long run. Now, the second key to a really great trading system is the relative size of your profits compared to your losses when traded at the smallest possible level. So for example, the relative size would be the same, meaning your wins and losses would be the same if you lost $1 per share on every trade versus losing $1 per share on every trade. And some people get into the risk-reward metric where if you're risking one to make one, it's a one-to-one risk reward. Well, if you have a one-to-one risk reward, then all you need is a greater than 50% win rate to be profitable. So in the 62% win rate example, if every time you won, 62% of the time, you won a dollar, and every time you lost, 38% of the time, you would lose a dollar, then that would be a winning strategy. So the relative size of the winners and the losses matter, Obviously you can have a lower win rate if your winners are bigger than than your losers, or you can actually have losers that are bigger than your winners as long as you have a higher win rate. So that really you know, depends on your system and we'll we'll apply this to options here in a little bit. But again, the size of your winners and the size of your losers are just as important as your win rate. Now the third key to a great trading system uh, comes down to some of the commissions. Now, this is not as much of a factor as it was when this book was put out. Uh, I think it was 2006, 15, 20 years ago, commissions were a lot higher, especially on options. Stocks were, you know, you might pay $5 for a trade or whatever. So it started to matter more how many shares you were going to buy uh, and what that commission was going to be. So, for example, if you had a small account and you wanted to buy 10 shares of something, um, your commission cost in relation to that capital would be relatively high. So this is not as much of a factor anymore. Um, there still are things like slippage and stuff like that. But the, the modern technology with a lot of the brokers now have uh, really brought those that cost down. So the cost to to place the trades, the ex- execution cost um, are not as great as they used to be. So you know, we're not going to really worry about that right now in this day and age. But the next key is actually super important. This is one of the things that I've kind of hyper-focused on over the last couple years. So this fourth key to a great trading system is how often you get the opportunity to trade. Now, imagine the first three variables, which are the win rate and the size of winners and the size of losers and the commissions. We're going to kind of ignore that for now. Now, the combined effect of of those three variables, the win rate, the size of winners and the size of losers. Once you have a good system in place that you've really kind of honed in on those numbers, basically the effect of that now is gonna be how often are you able to take that trade? So for example, a strategy that makes money and trades 100 times a day could actually make more money than a strategy that trades 100 times a year with all of those things being equal. So the frequency at which you're able to take that trade actually matters so you might let's say you're you're looking at different systems you've bought a course or you're you're looking at a certain style or whatever well if you have a really high win rate and by high win rate i would say 80% or higher is pretty high if you have a high win rate but you can only take four or five trades a, a year then you're not gonna really be able to make that much money, all else things being equal. Now, if you find a strategy where you can take one or two trades a week, but maybe your win rate isn't as high, but you're still winning, that's gonna compound over time and will outpace uh, or could outpace a strategy that has a higher win rate. So I just want you to think about the frequency of which you trade, and that's why I've talked a lot about in various videos and things, maybe not on the uh, the podcast here, but on my YouTube channel, I've talked a lot about SPX 0DTE where, you know, you can still get decent win rates if you if you structure these trades right, but you can trade every day if you wanted to, not that you should and there's not always a valid trade every day, but the idea is that frequency is there because of the expirations, this is from an expiration standpoint. So just something to think about when you're looking at your system, you're like, well, how often am I going to trade this? And are you going to be able to keep your attention? For example, if you're, if you're looking at the weekly chart and, and you know, let's say you're doing a moving average crossover and let's say, Oh, when the five SMA crosses above the, the 10 SMA, well you might be sitting there for weeks on end in a bear market and, or just sideways choppy market. And you may be sitting there for a week, so do you have the patience to follow a strategy that you only take a a few trades a year? And the answer is typically no, right? So it's just something to think about. How frequent are you able to take this trade? And this is also gonna feed into your consistency. If you can be consistently taking a consistent trade, you're gonna do better over time in most cases. Now the fifth key in having a great trading system is your position sizing model which is how many units you trade at one time. That is one share of stock versus 10,000 shares of stock. And obviously options and spreads and things are gonna factor in this too as well. Obviously the amount you win or lose per share or per contract is gonna be multiplied by the number of shares or contracts that you actually trade. And this is something that's, uh, it makes a lot more sense when you're trading shares um, of a stock. But when you start getting into options, it can be a little bit trickier. And in episode 39 and 40 of the podcast, I did two episodes. Episode 39 is called R Multiple for Credit Spreads. This is for vertical credit spreads for options trading. And episode 40 is the Kelly Criterion for Position Sizing Credit Spreads. Um, Part of those episodes talk about um, how to consider allocating or how, how much you should risk based on the outcome of a system. So I'm not going to get into the Kelly criterion here, but there are position sizing algorithms for various types of trades. If you want to uh, learn more, I would just kind of go- get on Google if you're just trading shares, but if you're, if you're interested in, if you're you know trading options or credit spreads, give those two episodes a, a listen. I think that's going to ca- kind of put a little bit of this uh, more into context. Again, that's episode 39 and 40 of this podcast. And let me give a shout out to Option Omega again, because that's one of the things that they've added into their backtesting uh, is actual per, uh, portfolio allocation or position sizing. And in some of the more recent studies in my SPX Income Masterclass, um, I've added that in to look at different position sizing models. Uh, and typically where I end up with uh, the, the type of credit spread, strategies that are in there is i would take like a ten thousand dollar account and be only risking less than five percent on any given trade so for a five wide credit spread for example you might be risking let's say three hundred dollars or something well that three hundred dollars is of a ten thousand dollar account that would be three percent but if you're able to keep that under five percent as the account grows you can trade more contracts And it's pretty amazing because even credit spreads are very leveraged. You know, if you sell a spread for 200, you can win 200 or lose 300. But if that win rate is high enough, as we're talking about in this episode, that the reliability is high enough and you have a consistent number of uh, you know how big your winners are and how big your losers are, you can really uh, get a nice strategy going. Um, that's something we talk about on the, over on the website. And the sixth key to a great trading system from the Trade Your Way to Financial Freedom book has to do with the size of your trading investment capital. Now, again, this book came out um, 15, 20 years ago, and we're mainly talking about shares, but let me just read it to you and we'll talk about Um, how we can apply that to today, says the effect of the first four variables, and again, those variables are the reliability, your win rate, your size of winners, size of losers, and then your commission cost, and how often you get to trade that opportunity or uh, the frequency. Now, the effect of these four variables are gonna depend on the size of your account. For example, the cost of trading will have a significantly greater effect on a $1,000 account Than it will on a million dollar account. If it costs $20 to trade, then you would take a 2% hit on each trade in the $1,000 account before you'd make a profit. As a result, you'd have to average more than 2% profit per trade just to cover the cost of trading. However, the impact of the same $20 in cost becomes insignificant if you have a million dollar account, right? Similarly, a $500 loss will decimate a thousand dollar account, but it will have almost no effect on a million dollar account. So, The reason why this is still relevant, it's a little bit outdated because, you know, they're factoring commission costs and things like that. And let's just pretend commissions aren't really a factor. Uh, They are, but let's just say they're drastically reduced. What I see a lot of people with small accounts, the tendency is to say, well, I'm going to trade options with a small account. Therefore, I need to find options that don't cost a lot of money. And the tendency is to say, okay, well, if I'm looking at, let's say, SPY, uh, an option that expires in a couple of days that's out of the money, it's actually pretty cheap. You know, maybe you get a uh, an option contract, a call or something for like a hundred bucks. But we know that the probability is going to be extremely low. So when it comes to trading more consistent strategies, you have to factor that in about um, when at least when uh, on the option side is what's going to be um, more consistent of a strategy, even if I don't win that much. And you may have to you know, allocate more of your money to a particular strategy, but the reliability is going to be a factor in that size of win and loss is going to be a factor. So, so if you don't want to lose very often and you want a high win rate, you definitely should not be buying out of the money options with short durations because the win rate is going to be a lot lower. Conversely, you can be selling out of the money options for a higher win rate, but we know that at some day that loser is going to be very, very large. And this is where We get into, I usually lead people back into credit spreads when they're starting out with options because credit spreads can actually define your risk. They're defined risk spreads and they can limit the amount that you lose per trade. So if you sell a a call option because you think a stock's going to go down, you can buy that additional call option to reduce your risk in case you're wrong and still maintain a high win rate. So there's still a lot of management in there. But Those are just some of the factors that you need to think about, especially if you're going to apply some of these these tips to options trading. So now that we've gone through the six variables, which variable do you think is the most important? Or do you think that all six of them are equally important? And the author is really trying to get us to think about, now that we kind of know what are the things that that go into a a successful strategy for you actually make money or grow your account, um, we really need to think about all of them. Now, it's going to be hard to focus on all six um, of these variables, which is why you really want to research before you start a strategy. Because ultimately, once you start the strategy, you're really going to, it's going to come down to your execution and your position sizing and, and less of the strategy itself. But if you were, and, and this is from the author, if you were to devote all of your energy into focusing, focusing on just one of those variables, which one would it be? Perhaps you think this question is a little naive since all of them are important. Nevertheless, there's a reason behind the question. So write your answer down in the space provided. I think it's, (laughs) it's interesting. Just side note. I'm actually, you know, I have this book on my, on uh, my iPhone. It's in, I think, I don't know if it's Kindle or Apple books or whatever. And so the idea that, you know, people would sell books where you would write your answer and fill things out. It's one of those types of books. So if you want to get the book, definitely get it. I mean, you don't have to get it in paper, but I just think it's cute that, um, how different things are now. But, but anyway, the reason why he asks you to focus on one item is because most traders and investors often focus on only one of the six items in their day-to-day activities, their focus tends to be on the first factor, reliability, or the need to be right. This is the one thing that I think really hurts people the most. It took me a long time to get over it too. This is very normal. Their focus tends to be on the first factor, reliability, or the need to be right. People are obsessed with it to the exclusion of all else. Yet if all six components are important to success, you can begin to understand how naive it can be just to focus on being right. And I know you've heard it before. We're not trying to be right. We're trying to make money. And those two things don't often go together. They're not always um, in line with each other. And to wrap up this section, he says, The first four variables are part of the topic I call expectancy. They are the primary focus of this chapter. The last two variables are part of what I call the how much, factor or the position sizing. We'll touch on position sizing in this chapter. And expectancy is one of the things that I try to get to in the episode 39 and 40 here. And again, those are applied to to credit spreads. But take a minute after this episode, go search up expectancy. Think about the system you're trading. Do you have any data that shows you what your average winner is going to be or your average loser is going to be? If you're new, you're not going to have this data. It's just not going to be there. And that's okay. You're not supposed to have it. And if you go online, you're going to find all sorts of reliability type things, the win rates and all these things. And I just encourage you to see past that. Yes, you want to have a, a win rate you can live with, but try to see past that when you're doing your own research. I think the best thing you can do is find some type of back test program. It doesn't have to be Option Omega. Uh, it can be something else uh, depending on what you want to trade. There's a lot of free things. I know like with Thinkorswim, they have Thinkback and you can go back and backtest trades manually. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but you can do it. And I think finding one of those pieces of software is going to really help. Now in the next episode, we're going to go through the next section that really puts all of these variables into a metaphor that I think is really going to kind of hit home. It's called the Snowfight Metaphor. Again, it's from the book Trade Your Way to Financial Freedom by Van Tharp. And we're going to do that in the next episode. In the meantime, definitely stop by the website if you're interested in talking about the book or if you have any questions, I'd love to see you there. We also have the SPX Income Masterclass if you're interested in some uh, strategies that you know take these things into account and you want to check those out too. I'll be there. Again, thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode where we're going to talk about the snow fight metaphor and we're going to put all this stuff into context. All right. Have a great day. See you then.